Round one in the books, how good does it feel to soak in footy? Nine full games are in the bank. And of course, there's been some ridiculous stuff said this week. The experts are in full force now that 4% of the season has been played. The biggest talking point has to be the head high hits. Jacko and I talk about that and the bump. David King's obsession with being captain activist in this space. Uh, The penalties for those emulating the great Lord Byron this week. And is there any merit in the send-off system? We also discussed the statement, the beautiful statement, by Jason Horn francis in his first hit out for Port and Harry Sheasel. One hearts and minds of North fans, and I'm pretty confident in saying Ross made the Saners ready to renew their vows already after round one. There's a weird stat as well, and we asked the question, does it mean that Essendon will play finals? But we saw plenty of blowout losses, and what does it mean for those involved? It's a pretty hot topic this week. Also, we're going to hand out our first MVP votes of the year. It's a great pod this week. I hope you guys enjoy it. With that said, we want Chili Willies. So take it away, boys. Having him down back at the dogs now, wouldn't it, Bevo? Well, the Liam Jones thing. What's the update on Liam Jones? He's all right. He um hurt his neck. I saw that. Yeah, they had scans and he was yeah. cleared of any yeah. serious damage. damage. Yeah, just a bruised ego, like the the rest of the twenty three players. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another edition of the Fat Side, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, good to be back. So, tell me about the Friday night game. Tell me about the atmosphere, because uh, you made the journey in there. Yes, yeah, went uh, yeah, went Friday nights uh, with the wife, lovely yep. wife. You guys went Saturday? To, no, Saturday. No, I uh, went. The... I went in on Saturday night. Nah, Ali was fucking not feeling too well. So yeah, yeah, understandable yep. after the loss that they suffered <laughs> the night before. Yeah, she had enough footy. So nah, she stayed home. I I just went in last minute. So, but um, nah, it was good. Yeah, it was good to get there. But um, well, it wasn't in the end. But yeah, waste <laughs> waste of time really. But um, yeah. Anyway. Nah, so yeah, Friday night, mate, was oh, it was actually it was unbelievable. Like to tell you the truth, that didn't feel like round one. That felt like a prelim. The atmosphere, the vibe, the excitement, anticipation. The... It's a shame that these two teams aren't in sync in terms of their timeline. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. could imagine a rivalry building out of this. Oh, so so yeah, so good, so good. I was just yeah, I don't know. It was just like two minutes before the bounce, and I was just panning my eyes towards Ollie Henry and Braden Maynard. And I'm thinking, is he about to absolutely like Goldberg him, like edge, and? full spear? No, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing really. Um, I believe it might have been Dacos or one of the other youngsters sort of gave him a nice little handshake as they do pre-game, some of them. Mm. Um, Jeremy Howe, on the other hand, absolutely not. He just, yeah, he ran through him, just absolutely ran through him. Let him know he's, you know, he's in for a big night. When both of his arms were still working. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nasty, that one. Uh, let's touch on that for a second. That mm. is one of the more gruesome injuries I've seen on a footy field. That's, um, it's it's Nathan Brown, but the arm. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I did say to you on the blower that I thought that this will put a big dampener on his career. Yeah. Now, yeah. He's a bit, how old is he? He would be oh, 32, like, 33. Yeah, I felt like he had to be at least 32. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a quick look. But I, I just think because of the 
the nature of the injury. Yeah. At the age that he is. Now, he's a professional, so he'll be back when he's able to be back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's 32. He'll be turning 33 later this year. Yeah. He might not be back until he turns 33. Like, he's 33 in June or something like that. Yeah. Just this calling... He's not the future. No, no. Right? Of, no. of their defense. Dude, he was almost captain. Almost. Which is nice. Yeah. But how long... Key defenders don't stretch into their late 30s. No. That doesn't no, happen. No. They sort of dwindle off pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. they cop a bit of a battering. Like, yeah. And, and I respect it, but Dustin Fletcher's the only one I can think of that mm. legitimately, like, like pushed to 40. Yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah, I think I think back to maybe that Geelong side, that oh seven to eleven run, like Milburn, Scarlett, oh Lonigan was a bit younger, but yeah, Harley, like they all just retired as soon as they could. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like once they'd once they'd been to the mountaintop, that was it. Yeah, I just think it's a tax, it's a super taxing role. I imagine Brian Lake as well. As soon as he did yeah. the free peat, that was it. It'll add an element of doubt to his game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally understandable as well. He's not going to dodge every single time that he can launch, but you'd have to second guess yourself. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. I have to? Could yeah. I? And he didn't actually have to do that. Yeah. He could have taken a few quick steps, got body position, given the guy a little bit of a nudge with his hip and protected the drop of the ball, but yeah. he's Jeremy Howe. Yeah, yeah. You know? At first at first glance, being there live and, and, and seeing it firsthand, I thought, I thought Tyson Stengel was... I thought it was like a Jordan Lewis like knockout. That's that's what I that's oh, the wow. way I saw it. The way that he hit Tyson Stengel, I thought that he was going to look like a T Rex on the ground like Jordan Lewis did. Mm. It was similar to that Harbrow sort of. And then I was like, either Jeremy Howe's knocked out or he's broken his neck. That's the way it looked. It was ugly to watch, man. Yeah, you can see in that slow mo, you can see he has both hands out. Yeah, and then he goes. Fuck and second guesses and he pulls yeah. one away. Yes, and then breaks the one. That yeah. <laughs> what were you about Dude, to do? Dude, he was so high up in the air. It's so not high, funny. Man. Yeah, yeah. Terrible angle. Yeah, like the worst angle of attack you could imagine yeah, yeah. to come yeah. down at. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just think that the Collingwood Footy Club now needs to find an answer. Yeah, and more to the point that they've got well, more to the point. Like Darcy Moore is injury prone. Yeah. Now Jeremy House, towards the end of his career, suffered a bad injury. Might affect the way he plays when he comes back. He might be ninety percent of what he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to find the replacement. Yeah. You you must, and they don't have one. Yeah. While you not clearly. Yeah. While you brought up the name Darcy Moore, God, he's so good. He's a great player. Oh man, man. he's like, excellent. Yeah. Kept a close eye on him, like when the momentum swung their way, and dude, his his run and carry, his dare, he just he doesn't think twice at all. He'll 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 just take an intercept mark and take off at full pelt and hit a target forty meters away. He's he's a freak. He's such a good player, and and I think they've done the right thing appointing him as captain. I think he's a really good representative of their club, a club that always hasn't been you know <laughs> the most. Fondly represented at That's times, true. you know, but, um, I mean, we talk a lot about the, vo- like, you know, everyone's sort of speculating the void that Joel Selwood's left not being there. And I heard Eddie Betts have a take on it, you know, being in the inner sanctum for 12 months last year in their premiership year that, um, the void of Joel Selwood would be missed at the club in general, like just not having him in the four walls, yep. not necessarily on the ground. They've got so many senior leaders, but, um, I think, those momentum swing on the weekend. Not not saying Joel Selwood would have gone and, you know, saved the game for Geelong, but not having him out there would have that yeah, there definitely was a void there. Yep. You know, I I didn't 
you know, Patrick Dangerfield was their highest disposal getter at 22 touches. Mm-hmm. Like, they just could not get their hands on the footy in that second half. It was just Collingwood, Collingwood, Collingwood. Well, last year, I don't, know, I don't know what the data is, but it feels like maybe eight or nine times Tom Stewart was their highest disposal getter. Yeah. It's yep. very rarely been their midfielders. Yeah. And when it has, it's Guthrie. Yeah. I think, um, well, Cats got out to a 26-point lead. And I'm thinking, gee, at that time, I'm thinking, gee, Geelong will just be Geelong and sort of cruise to a win here yep. with Collingwood breathing down their neck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they lost a couple of rotations. You know, Tom Stewart and Sam DeConing went off and half, been... half it came on and really struggled, really struggled to get himself into the game. Yeah, he did. Um, but I'll tell you, oh, f- like, you know, like a nice brie cheese with a nice glass of red Tom Mitchell straight into that team. What a beautiful fit. Oh, oh what a beautiful fit. Well, the, yeah, the he's debut, a high the, deb- the club debut of Bobby Hill has to be mentioned, Bob. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really good. And, um, yeah, pressure for spots down there now. You know, Ash Johnson, Jack Ginnivan. Ash Johnson know. is a one-hit wonder, mate. Yeah, yeah. Ash Johnson is a pop song that topped the charts and people made memes about for three months and then it's gone. Oh, Ash Aaron Carter Johnson. <laughs> Ash Aaron Carter Johnson. Yeah. Well... Uh, Collingwood don't rate his candy. It's Friday, (laughs) Johnson. Yeah. But um, look, Ollie Henry, to his credit, he showed up. He had a go um, until, dude, I I can't help but giggle. I've been been lucky enough to attend two grand finals. And I still think to this day, nothing was louder. And I, I saw Liverpool at the MCG against Melbourne Victory, 98,000 singing, You'll Never Walk Alone. I still think when he got tackled in the goal square in front of Collingwood, in front of the Collingwood Ponsford stand, I think I've ever heard anything louder than that, dude. That was, it was unbelievable. I had goosebumps, dude. Yeah. And Ali looks at me and just goes, oh, shit. So I suppose, with all due respect, you, yeah. you guys don't get that atmosphere unless you're at a final. No, no, no. So, no club. So, no, I know, yeah. Well, I was actually... There's talk- like five or six games I can go to each year that have that atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not that moment, yeah. but that atmosphere. I actually said to Al, I'm like, it's those moments where I just wish the Bulldogs were a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, you know, hmm. filling the stands everywhere. Because that, it's... Oh, it was just unbelievable. Speaking of filling the stands... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's address this. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Forget the fact that you probably only had 11,000 there, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> the low sperm count dogs. Oh. <laughs> the um, conspiracy, as some of the regular listeners will Well, know. Mount Buller have just opened all their new shallows, I think. Because we did scaffold up there. so It was a Melbourne home game, <laughs> yeah. so you can divert the blame. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But the, the regular listeners from last year will know that I was all over this conspiracy to hide... Um, crowd numbers. Yes. When they were disappointing. Yep. And what did we find out? Every match report in the AFL um, app yep. has crowd attendance numbers except your game. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. No, so... If you had to guess, how many do you really think were there? I think there was 46,000 people That's there. That's heaps, man. They should advertise that. Yeah. Because they advertised the Essendon Hawthorne one, which was not much more. Yeah. That's half a stadium. Like, that's half of a full stadium. It is half of a full stadium. Yeah, Are so you sure it, was, it wasn't... Nah, maybe... start with a no, three? No, it, yeah, I think there could have been 38,000 there. <laughs> when you... Where, that is half a stadium. Yeah. I've got photos on my phone. It looked... Di- it was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was... Imp- 
possible to get a drink Friday night or food. So I went out. I went outside at and half what did time. You, did you have um, table service on uh, the Saturday? On Saturday, yeah, man, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just QR code on the back of the They're chair. Just, just bored and busy, yeah. walking nah. around beers. Yeah, so I cruised out for a little puff and came back in and yeah, first serve really. Good gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> bloody needed something. Nah, nah. Um, <laughs> the most Western Bulldog thing ever. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go to, I'm just going to duck into the footy and smoke some of the devil's <laughs> flute, mate. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, would have made me feel better. The other yeah, players look like they had too. Oh, jeez. Bit flat. Yeah, 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 it was. Bit flat, some of those boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who were you most disappointed in from your team? From my team? Um, without stating the obvious, I mean, Rory Lobb was dreadful, dreadful. It does was... he not get? Does he not get an allowance? Oh, he get no, like, no like him, a small allowance. I'll give him a small allowance. Um, but yeah, six touches is not great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most disappointed. Look, it's just Bailey Smith's ball use, just his lack of. Like he had plenty of it, but yeah, he did nothing with it. Mm. Yeah, uh, Toby McLean. Good to see him back out there. Didn't yes. didn't do anything. I know he came on as the sub. Nah, nah, but he participated. <laughs> participated. Um, uh, let me just. I'm just. Uh, I'll just get this. Well, JJ, Mitch Hannon, guys yeah. that you actually needed some production out of last year. Yeah, really um, didn't touch the football. Bailey Dale. Bailey Dale was disappointing. He couldn't couldn't hit couldn't kick the what is it kick the hinge off a barn door. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Couldn't, that is not it, no, is it? No, no, that's definitely it. Couldn't kick the hinge <laughs> off a barn door. Couldn't, I don't know. Because notoriously soft hinges. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, how did I... How, dude, I literally just said it to you outside. Josh Bruce is finished, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no position on the ground for him anymore. He's done. Um, and it, uh, look, I'll take my hat off to him in the sense that... And, and he was at St Kilda too. He's a great club person. He seems a fantastic bloke for morale leadership, you know, guidance for the youngsters. But as far as playing football for four quarters, it's done for me. Well, yeah. I knew, you know when I knew you were in massive trouble? <laughs> when Melbourne's bottom four players, yeah. like Tom Sparrow, yeah. went out there, clunked to Mark, went back, slotted it. And yeah. I was like, he looks jacked. Yeah, man. Like, this is one of their worst players, man. Yeah. And yeah. he was, like, having an impact, and he looked super fit. Yeah. And I was like... I was looking up at the scoreboard, I'm I like... I do not want to play these guys. Nah. Tom Sparrow looked like Daniel Kerr, dude, for, like, half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really good. Um, Max Gorn, Christian Petrarca, and J- Jake Lever. I mean, here's a stat for you, Bob. Here's a stat. This is where, this is where the dinosaur dogs experiment really, really, yeah, slapped me in the face. 50 inside 50s we had. Right. Seven marks. Twelve marks, Melbourne. Intercept marks. Yeah, of course, yeah. dude. It's just, I mean... Without Stephen May. So, yeah, yeah, without Stephen May. And yeah. how bad would it have been if he was there? Yeah, um, we would have lost by 80 points. <laughs> if if those four players that weren't playing, we would have been absolutely yeah. smashed, The dude. tall timber thing's not good. It'll work against, um, like, my back line, yeah. the Bombers' back line. Yeah. It'll certainly work against Hawthorns. That's obvious from the weekend. Yeah. But it clearly won't work against Freos. No. Oh, no, no, no. Um, well, we're about to find out what we're made of against this uh, spirited St Kilda. It's not going to work against Sydney's back line either. No. Nah. I highly doubt Geelong, if they're fully fit, it works against them. Oh, we, well, we, I don't think... I can't remember beating Geelong. <laughs> Ever. And then... <laughs> 
okay, Collingwood without Jeremy Howe, maybe, but I love the rest of their back line. So when you look at the teams that you expect to finish up the top, yep. it's just not going to work against any of them. No, no. Which was my concern. We talked about that in the preview. Yeah. So. Uh, what I did learn on the night, though, what I did learn on the night is Gorn and Grundy is going to work. Going to work for sure. It's a masterstroke, dude. Yep. So they, what, they've, what, they've, what they've done is they've just traded Jackson and upgraded him to Grundy. And did you watch Luke Jackson at the end of that Frio game? No good. Missing missing critical goals. Yep. Fumbly. He looked like a second string Rockman. Looked a little disinterested too. Mm. He didn't look pumped up to play. That um, headband just looks stupid by yeah, the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. There was just there's just some signs that it's yeah. like this guy's not going to take it to the next level this year. Yeah. Maybe he will. Mm-hmm. Very young. Maybe he will. But it just didn't look like the way he suited up round one did not look like I'm going to have to have his name on my lips all year. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. Jake Lever, 13 intercept possessions, nine marks. Yeah, it's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. Enormous. Um, yeah, and I've just uh, I reeled off that disgusting stat again. Um, we were way too slow as well. Wait, no proactivity at all. Like, even when even when the floodgates opened and we could, we could do our run and carry hand pass, you know, one-two game, we decided to just slow it up and allow Melbourne to bring numbers back, and it was just no good. I mean, you can't allow Melbourne to set up defensively. You just can't do it. No. Well, I, you're going to like, come off second best. Their structural discipline yeah. is second to none. Yeah. So when Collingwood supporters get all G'd up about their hopes at a premiership this year, understand that it's based on... there. There's clearly some structure involved, but there yeah. is a large dose of chaos and luck required. Yeah. Melbourne are the opposite of that. Yeah. They're trying to eliminate those traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just be disciplined structurally all the freaking time. Yeah. And then beat you with brilliance and a hard football edge. That's what a dynasty looks like. Yeah. And for the first time in 2023, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to take my dog's hat off for a moment. Here we go. <laughs> um, watching Melbourne play football is a joy. Yes. It really is. Yeah. I enjoy... I, it, I, I did not enjoy... I did not enjoy losing to Melbourne again. But what I did enjoy is watching them play football. They are a serious, serious team. Cameron Mooney said post game that these Melbourne fo- that these special Melbourne footballers that so it's a list clearly ready to win premierships, but it's just up to them to go and do it now. Christian Petrarca, the likes of Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn, Stephen May should finish their careers with two time, three time as yeah as high as maybe three time premiership player next to their name. And um, it's all ahead of them if they want it. That's all I'm going to say. They, yeah, they they, they proved they proved us correct in in our in our prediction that they should be the, the our outright favourite. I was kind of listening, but at the start, when you said dog's hat, I started visualising props like a physical dog's <laughs> hat, and you only get to wear it if you've won. Yeah. But you have a dunce cap that you must wear every week when they lose. <laughs> stay stay tuned because I'm going to buy something. No, you're right. You're <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. Was your okay? So you went in. So I, okay, it was, I swear it was your game. There were special comments from Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And Daisy Thomas. Yep. And I was really confused about that because I yep. thought Daisy Thomas was like some alcoholic slob that just did points bet ads. Yeah. But yep. okay, fair enough. He's yep. on the Channel Seven gig now. Danger. It's like you just played the night before. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. You know. They did this with a couple of players before they'd actually wrapped up their careers. But Yeah, I remember Nick, Nick Rewalt and Luke Hodge were in the Channel 7 box pre-retirement. The thing that shits me, though, is that they they are Channel 7 darlings. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it's like, is the plan to incorporate into special comments 
a list of every guy that Bruce McAvaney would have loved to have blown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like Cyril fled to the NT for a reason. <laughs> he read the fine print of the Boundary Rider gig and yeah. said, must engage in activities relating to Bruce's retirement bonus. <laughs> and he's like, fuck is this? I'm out of here. <laughs> Oh god! Never to be seen again. Yeah. It's just, they're just all Bruce's darlings. Yeah, yeah. Like Daisy Thomas is not a great special comments guy. No, no. And Paddy Dangerfield is good. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just don't like him that much. Yeah. Not fair. Fair enough. Do you know what? Like uh, he does. He rubs. He rubs a lot of people up the wrong way. That's what I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. It's like, have you guys not done the straw poll? Have you not had? you know, some audience testing or yeah. whatever to, to figure out who a, a fit would be. Mm. You'd think they would have learned from the Brett Kirk days yeah. that maybe you should like, actually, Paddy Dangerfield is a, is a media performer. I'll give him that. Thanks, Bobby. We at the Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> we just love the footy. Oh, fucking Bruce um, darlings. Oh, just, let's, before we go on to yeah, anything else, yeah. Thursday night, I want to ask you this. Okay. A draw? Yes. Are you overseeing draws? You're happy to keep draws? What do you want to do? No, I want extra time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do, personally. Makes the most sense. Yeah. And what, how would you structure it? I uh, So, golden points. That that That's a no-go for me. For AFL footy, it doesn't work. It does for the rugby league. It's great for the rugby league. But, yeah, for footy, um, not so much. Five minutes. Just another five minutes. Oh, is that it? Yeah, man. I would have five. How would you structure it? I would have two five-minute halves. Okay. All right, so ten minutes extra time. Well, what if you're at a, what if you're at freaking giant stadium and there's a huge breeze? Yeah, that, it's a massive advantage, man. You've yeah. got to give it to, and they've got to make the most of it, and blah blah blah. Yeah, true. I'd want, I'd probably want twenty minutes extra time before playing in Ballarat. <laughs> I think two five minute halves, which is yep. not much. Yeah, well, it's what they do in the grand, in, in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two five minute halves. You get a short break on the ground. Yeah, and then I tell you what, if it's still even after that, I would go to Golden Point. Yeah. I would have then you'd have a five minute yeah. timeout break yeah. whatever coaches huddle Epic. where you need to plant because um think about how exciting it is to get to the end of a game yeah and there's a center bounce which we did get on Thursday night there's a center bounce about to happen a few seconds left who's going to clunk it like yeah. who's going to extract yeah go forward any score will do those are like if you get those as home and away games mm. they are must see moments yeah why aren't we trying to generate more of those I have no idea. I have no idea. So and, I get what you're saying, a golden yeah, point. Yeah. You don't go to it immediately, but yeah. after two five-minute halves, which will end up, by the time you finish the fourth quarter, you have a break. You have a five-minute half, then you have a small break, and then a five-minute half, and then five more minutes. Yeah. You've already been at the ground for 20 to 25 extra minutes. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And so, that's better, uh, mate. That is better. That's better than having 88,000. There was 88,000 there. 88,000 dissatisfied punters. Right. You know. So that, that would and no multi winners. No, no, nah, a real yeah. a real emptiness. So everyone loses. Yeah, yeah. I, I want um, Carlton won me seven dollars. The AFL doesn't win out of this either. <laughs> no, no, of course they don't. And if you were channels, I don't know how they structure some of these TV rights deals, but you'd have to imagine just by the nature of having this as a part of the game, as a part of the rules, you'd pay a little bit extra, wouldn't you? I would have thought like enough to cover Gill's freaking golden parachute or something like. Ten extra million uh, dollars. You would like, have thought. You would have thought maybe in the non-footy states that TVs are going on if they hear that there's extra time. You know what the other thing is? More televisions stops the umpires putting the whistle away. Yeah. No, you can pay that. The yeah. game's not over if he kicks it now. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it might be a draw. Yeah. But you haven't decided the outcome. It's yeah. still yet to yeah. be determined. Yeah. So yeah, no song. Eighty-eight thousand people leaving dissatisfied. Players leaving dissatisfied. Yeah. 
sharing the points. Nah, I'm not for it. Nah, me either. Nah. And it just is it just a tradition thing? Yeah, well... It's just these dinosaurs that happen to run the game, right? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. understanding that yeah. every other competition in the world doesn't sort of accept this. Yeah. You know how exciting an NBA game is when it goes to double overtime? It's amazing, dude. <laughs> it's, it's so, so freaking amazing. Yeah, because I watched it last week. Steph Curry just turned yeah. it turned a game on its head like as, as he usually does. Yeah. yeah. And it was epic. Uh, while, we're on the, while we're on the talking point of tradition, it must be said, the bounce... The, the umpire's bounce to start a game. Yep. You're not happy? No. The, I've never seen a weekend with such poor center bounces in my life. Yeah, I saw Geelong a lot Collingwood of started, started with a recall. Geelong Collingwood, that can't happen, dude. Because hmm. I'm telling you right now, the electricity in the building got zapped straight away. Hmm. And the boos and the jeers and the, yeah. Yeah, it ha- yeah. happened to, I think it happened at the start of two different quarters in, our, in my game as yes, well. Yes, it did. And um, it happened in GWS Adelaide as well. Yeah. So it's not a good look. Um, I was all for it, you know. Oh, you know, I remember they used to bounce. They used to bounce the ball at stoppages. Dude, that was crazy, and they had. But to, they were always good at them. They had to bring them yeah. so far in from the boundary <laughs> yeah, line as well, just in case. <laughs> just in case. But um, I think yeah. Uh, but it was mentioned today on radio that this bloke goes, "Oh, it's the first time I've ever seen an umpire recall his throw up." Did he? Yeah, did, I'm did trying to remember what game he said it was, but yeah, someone recalled their throw up. All this talk. So if you had to recall your throw up, you shouldn't be umpiring. If you can't throw a freaking Sharon in the air, it's mate. really not that difficult. Nah, man. And nah. there's a good margin of error as well. <laughs> yeah, there really is. <laughs> um, all this talk about four umpires. Yeah. I watched some of the other games, and there were some questionable moments. I know it sounds biased, but my game was poorly umpired. Yeah. Both ways. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I thought was it Richmond Carlton was umpired pretty well. So I, I think that was like the best. Was, yeah, that was, was the good. best umpiring I've seen in years. It was good at the start of the weekend. Yeah, and then it got slightly worse. And yeah. I, I don't know why. Yeah, the oh, thought, don't get me started with St Kilda Fremantle. The thought crept into my mind as well that Brad Scott was their boss last year, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> this better not be a factor." <laughs> If this turns out to be a factor all year, because we don't get much love anyway in my yeah. in my eyes, but if this turns out to be a year long factor, I'll lose my shit. Yeah, yeah, and I pride myself on, and I, I know you do, you do as well. Um, I'm not an umpire basher. I'm not an umpire basher, but I can see like the St Kilda Fremantle game was woeful. Yeah, it was really bad, really bad. Hmm. Yeah, um, and the umpiring was too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paddy, congrats, mate. Great win, Saints. Great yeah. win. Great win. Um, I will touch on for maybe 20 seconds of your time. North Melbourne. Good first up win for Clarko. Good. Um, good young kids. Harry Sheasel. Really nice debut. Is Bruce Free footy off halfback, of the, course. Um, the best Jewish player since Jesus played fullback for Nazareth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, that was his first all-Israelian as well. So. <laughs> I'm going to call him Jesus forever now. Jesus? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was really impressive, and he and he was from from the from start to finish. Nick Larky, bag of six, yeah, that'll build it, his confidence. And it was well pointed out. It's like he's actually got structure, yeah, with clean entries and whatever, yep. whatever, whatever. Yeah, the West Coast backline should have been able to squash a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, he was good, but yep. God, they were poor. Gee, again. McGovern, one of the worst games I've seen him play. Really poor. He was man. dropping uncontested chess marks, dude. Yeah, yeah, so they look old. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Gaff, terrible. Couldn't kick it, the football. Nah, nah. Mm. 
Um, I was actually discussing this at work today. Betty's really, really, really uh, upset with himself. He didn't take that giant contract from North Melbourne two yep. years ago. Yep. Yeah. What a what a mistake. What a mistake. But anyway, um, just wanted to. Uh, yeah. The return of Clarko, Harry Sheasel's debut performance. Couple of little stats here: thirty-four disposals at seventy-four percent, six hundred and thirty-one meters gained, four inside fifties, and eight rebound fifties. Very good debut. Yep. That yep. was nice. Yeah. So yeah. You nerd. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, Port Adelaide, Bob. Yep. Awesome. Uh, they were awesome. Brisbane went switched on. Apparently, that was their lowest pressure rated game for. Yeah. It might have been all of last year yep. as well. It was something phenomenal like that. And lo and behold, who was the best player for Brisbane in your mind? I reckon Dunks. it was Josh Dunkley. Yeah. 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 He cracked in real yep. hard in that first half. Yeah. He played some proper Bevo footy, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've got they've got some seriously talented players. Yeah, but they've got guys who, if they don't turn up with any energy, yeah. And I'm looking straight at Joe Danaher. Yeah, oh, respect. Jeez, dude, mate. The guy. I mean, he's a he's a oh, he's a fucking limp dick half the time. Honestly, yeah. yeah. If he cracked in, yeah. If he took it serious and cracked in, mm. they probably win more. Ga- like. Maybe not that game, but there are definitely. It's going to happen throughout the year where he costs them a game. Yeah, mark my words. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight goals between Marshall, Georgiades, and Dixon. Twenty-three marks. Dude, I'm huge on Todd Marshall. He's I amazing. Was last year, I'm. I was big on him preseason. Yeah. I think Todd Marshall is going to be a very serious full forward. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, four. Um, yeah, four goals to him respectively. Dixon looked great. Yeah, look, <sighs> Dixon. He looks good every preseason. Dixon. Every preseason you see him turn up slightly fitter, slightly angrier. Like a, it's like, does a wife leave you every October? Because you turn up raging, bro. He looks jacked, raging, fresh tats. Like, yeah, he must parental alienation. Well, he, going on? Or something? I don't know. A light prison stint for two months every off season. There's something about him. So he always looks like he's going to rip it apart. He's yet to do it for an entire year, though, yep. especially at Port Adelaide. So we'll find out. Still living in Ken Hinckley's spare room since he's uh, trade from the Gold Coast. <laughs> Um, uh, one thing, uh, I did have a stat here. I'll quickly, uh, pull up. Oh, in that game, there's a moment where Gary Lyon said, Alira Lear is back to being oh, yeah. um, his all Australian yep. best. And I was like, bro, it's the third quarter of round one. <laughs> it's the third quarter of round one. Unbelievable. He should know it's uh he, he should know of all people that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Man, Hutto called Adelaide Oval yep. the Hornet's Nest. Yes. What are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. The, it's the, it's round one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's winning the Brownlow, according to... Nah, come on, come on, man. These commentators are taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. The Hornet's Nest. The disrespect to guys like Boke and Wines. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah. the Hornet's yeah. Nest. I know it's yeah. just cheap commentary or whatever, but... Come on, yeah. come on, guys. What? Anyway, yeah. may as well call it NASA. You know, Dan Houston. <laughs> Fuck. Um, ground control. <laughs> ground control. Uh, yeah, quick little stat I'll pull up here. Uh, oh, yeah. Seventy-three disposals, twelve clearances, and two goals between Butters, Horn, Francis, and Rosie in an outstanding first-up performance. Yeah, it's nice. Rosie didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, that um, people thought he would in terms yeah. of the volume or including the, me, Brownlow Smokey, the impact. I told you, I watched the practice match and I was like, mm, you got to work on that midfield craft a bit more, son. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's not great. Yeah. Um, well, Jason Orn Francis, 25 disposals, goal, three goal assists. And I must say, his kicking, 
It's very nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. He he looks like much more of a natural inside midfielder. And that goal that he um, tin-assed, oh, by that the way. Oh, that was proper tin yeah. yeah. He yeah. was trying to hit yeah. the yeah. goal square. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. Just got a bit lucky. But it was a pure, like... A pure inside midfielder's goal where you're kicking it with a bent leg before you've even straightened up properly. Yeah. And it just looked weird and then yep. it just sails through. I was like, you lucky bastard. All right. You've brought it up. That was his first goal at his new club. Yep. We were talking about this yesterday. There's something really special mm. about a player's first goal in their career or a player's first goal for their new club. Yeah. And we saw plenty of it on the weekend. Heaps. Talk me through your boy, Alwyn Davy Jr., Bob. The magic. Yeah. Yep. Well, he blew... A wide open chance. which Wide open and yeah. the crowd was so ready for Everyone it. Everyone was ready for it. Yeah. It would have been special I was well. ready for it. It would have been a nice goal. Yeah. I was lying in bed having a beer. <laughs> like I was lying in bed having a beer. <laughs> that is peak, peak Jack Hollands. Peak Jack Hollands. Peak marriage too. Chips? Like Chips? Chips. Oh, well, did chips I have chips? Snacks involved, There surely. were snacks. Savoy's and um, roasted capsicum dip. Oh, that's the black, beautiful. Yeah, black swan variety. No, no, but, no. Incorrect. I'm not down with the black swan. Oh, okay. But sure, oh. you you had me. Not my brands, <laughs> yeah, but... had me all the way. They were cheap. That was like being like, are you up for anal? Yeah. <laughs> Aggressive? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Righto. Regular righto. it is. Anyway, yeah, a couple of nice snacks. And um, yeah, oh, it was deflating when he didn't get it. It was a bit deflating. But, but you felt it from the start of the game that he and was going to get his moment. He did get his moment, yep. and it was great. Not only him, Wiedemann, yep. um, first goal, new club. Yep. Tipper, yep. first return goal. Like, we had a bunch of them, yep. and the boys were... B- oh, Ridley, yeah. first goal Ridley, of his career. 69 games in. Yeah. 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 It was did nice. Will Setterfield kick a goal? Shit, I can't remember. I think he did. No, I, don't, I think or it was just those four. A nice goal assist, I think, maybe. Yeah, probably. They got around him anyway. Probably. Yeah. But yep. yeah, that we got really hyped up yep. um, for all of those, and it was it was a... Passion that I haven't quite seen yeah. from my group. He did kick one set of field. Yeah. Sorry. Thought so. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was a passion that I haven't seen that group have because it was literally 18 or oh, 17 other players. Yeah. 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 Go and get around him immediately. Yeah. And we were, we were really hyped up. But yeah, I did say to you that it's one of those things like if you're a debutante or it feels like it's more likely than not that you will kick your first goal in your first game. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's that rare club, which is first goal with your first kick in AFL football. Yeah. That's like elite stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah. Jason Tut, Bulldogs legend. <laughs> Delisted and ended up at Carlton, not getting a game. But yeah, kick four on debut. No, it's such a, it's such a good feeling. Were there any others throughout the weekend? Uh, Tom, Yeah, I saw three. Uh, Tom Mitchell, Bobby Hill and Dan McStay all got their moment on Friday night. Any other debutants though? Debutants. Ooh. 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 Not off the top of my head. No, Let me get I'm back to you on that. Oh, Fergus Green. Oh, Fergus Green. Fergus, yeah. Fergus Green got one. Yeah. Looks like he'll be a handy little player. I really like the look of that young uh, Mackenzie as well. Yeah, yeah. Sort sort your hair out, champ. Looks but, a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, and Ashcroft. What are those haircuts? Very nineteen eighties. Very nineteen eighties. <laughs> I must say. Um, surely there was a Saint Kilda kid. Oh, Matthias Philippou. Yeah, dude, he looks a very likely type. I like him. Yep. Yeah, yep. um, he really cracked in. Had a go. Yeah, you know, God, was, we would have been crucified for not saying his name. I was sitting there watching <laughs> St Kilda. Yeah, and they were like Mitch Owens. I'm like, it's not Mitch Owens. It's Machito Owens. Machito. Yeah, mate, 
Machito is so much cooler than Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Fox footy are very lazy. They put up Mitch Owens. That's real lazy. Yeah, yeah. And then all the stuff on like the AFL app, it just says Junior Rioli. I'm like, yeah. that's Willie Rioli Junior. Yeah. Like, it's like calling Roberto Carlos Rob Carlos. <laughs> Doesn't work, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Rob Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love that for you. Oh, you. very nice. Very sharp. <laughs> but yeah, the debutante goal, the first goal at the new club, it's a thing. It's a thing. And when it, when you get the opportunity and then you don't make the most of it, nothing worse. Like the, the fans go flat. Um, oh, speaking of recruits. Yes. Out of the weekend, we just spoke about the, the Hornet and how good his game was. Yep. Was he the the best of all... Like of all new recruits across all clubs, was yeah, oh, definitely the best performance. Definitely, yeah, Con- oh, mate. I know. Dunks was good. We spoke yeah, about yeah, Dunks yeah. in that first half. Uh, well, the other one in that game was Connor McKenna. Yeah, back playing AFL football, and I was just like, I hope you break both of your fucking <laughs> knees, mate. <laughs> nah, what a piece of shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't forget when he was with us, it was like I'm homesick. All right, go home. Yeah, like yeah. we'll support you. You just come back when you're ready. Comes back. Plays, plays average. I want to go home. I want you to release me from like, okay, fine. We'll let you go. When really goes back, it comes back. You've got no reason to go there other than you're a glory hog, mate. Yeah. And you don't deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so fucking pissed off about that. So, because if he was fair to him about wanting to play AFL again, I would have just gone on a three day bender at Brodie O'Reilly. He's got it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Had a few Guinnesses. Mm. Wow. He's not from London though, is he? Fuck. That's no good. So the thing was, Saad had an awesome game for Carlton. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Adam Saad looks like he would be in all Australian contention. Yeah, Daniel Rioli. I have no problem with Adam Saad. Yeah. He tried to do his best. We weren't going to live up to our end of the bargain. Off he went. Yeah, he clearly wasn't happy with the way he was, yeah. No no hard feelings whatsoever about that. I'm enjoying watching... But imagine having to, you know, having a... Yeah, I mean, you know, he was a, he's a half-back flanker. Dude, he pulled on a state of origin Guernsey whilst he was yeah, playing yeah, for yeah. us. Like, yeah. good on you, mate. You, he did his part. Yeah. And we didn't. Yeah. So that's I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, John, imagine the pain of being told you have to defend when you're a halfback flanker. <laughs> the slow death of Orazio <laughs> Fantasia's career just yeah. brings a, a little bit of a smile to my face sometimes. Yeah. You cheeky bastard. Do you know what um doesn't bring a smile to my face? Mm. The slow death of Nat Fife's career, Bob. Well, yeah. So I he is that really down. at the crossroads right now. That was one of my few talking points that I had to talk to you about. Yeah. They tried to sell us a vision preseason. Yeah. On how it would work. Yeah. And they lied to us. Yes. It does not look good. He does not look like Nat Fife. Nah. There was a couple of moments I'm watching what should have been a leading pattern. Yeah. He was lost, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was lost. Yeah. And when he actually let up at the football, he looked slow. Mm. He, looked he looked like old. Red, Red Biglins. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really concerned for his career. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kane Corns... Um, Went on record this morning thinking that Nat Fife should truly consider a new club next year. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of clubs that would yeah, have Who him. Who do you think's the most likely candidate? Who do you think would take him? Who would take Nat Fife? Mm. Richmond would have taken him this offseason. Yes, they definitely would have. They yeah. might consider it with Cochin gone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even Sydney, dude. Sydney. I know they've got some young midfielders in there. But they are young. Yeah. And I'm not sold on... They started Robottom in the middle. I'm not sold on Robottom. Yeah. Yeah. If you made that Nat Fife for the next two years, whilst mm. you're at... I mean, this should be premiership window. Buddy's d- done at the end of this year. Yeah. Buddy's completely done. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gold, Gold Coast, Nat Fife, or Nat? I, I don't think he's breaking into that midfield, dude. Nah. I really don't. Nah. Their midfield was not their problem on the weekend at all. No, no. It was their ticker. And their connection to their key position players. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Ben King coming back into the fold is going to take... It's just going to take time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Brisbane, no. Carlton, no. no. I'm thinking yeah, of contenders. Bulldogs, no. Nah. Nah. No, I can't think of a contender. Actually, St. Kilda would take him. Yeah. Oh, sure, they would be a really nice fit at St. Kilda. For sure. Yeah, yeah. They just got to They just got to resign themselves. To, I tell you what. Yeah. They got to resign themselves to a couple of things. Yeah. Jade Gresham is not your savior. No. Those aspirations last year when he was about to return and they thought, we're about to get an A-plus player back. He's not an A-plus player. No. And yes, he gobbled up some goals, but man, I watched him do some really poor things as a forward. Yeah. He's not a forward. Is Dan Butler one of the most selfish footballers in yeah, the league? Yeah, Dan Butler is living in 2020. Is that yeah. when St. Kilda were good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it 2020? Sixth, 2020. They beat us in an elimination final. Yeah. He's living in 2020, man. Yeah. Where he had a pretty good year. He had a great year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was never going to be sustainable. Yeah. The way he was getting those goals all over the back, it was all capitalizing on everyone else's hard work. Yep. So as soon as they are not a top six team, a guy like that is just going to go missing and lo and behold. Yeah. Yeah. Real selfish. Yeah. Saw a couple of, there was a couple of players across the weekend where I was like, okay, I, I think you forgot that the preseason is all about game plan. Yeah. Oh, and I said that to you before, Sam Mitchell throwing the game plan out the window after like three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning, spinning magnets on the board. You, you were already done, mate. Yeah. You, they were cooked. They were down by like. Oh, they kicked two quick ones. So I think they were down by like 45 or something Yep. before we sort of put them away. And he was uh, Blake Hardwick, throw him up forward. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? He's probably your most reliable one-on-one small defender. Yeah. Um, CJ kicked a goal that and was... then looked terrible yeah, for the yeah, rest yeah. of the game. But that moment was, oh, wow. Great goal. Yeah, celebration, top Great notch goal. too. Um, um, I've got a bone to pick with... A particular commentator. Go for it. And all the woke listeners, don't come at me, but Kelly Underwood... There's no fucking woke listeners listening to nah, this nah. shit. Nah, there isn't. Nah. <laughs> nah. We, we'd be well off air if there was if anyone. If there is, let there, us know, because yeah. I will ramp up this, the content. <laughs> I, will, I will crank some of these jokes up to maximum volume. Uh, Kelly Underwood was just deplorable in the Gold Coast Sydney game, dude. Yeah. Deplorable. Tom Papley kicked a special goal. I see why you said woke, though. It's hard to give Kelly Underwood criticism for being a bad football commentator yeah. with a not 100% appealing voice. No. Without someone saying, you're just sexist. It's like, yeah. I'm not. No, she's no. She's not very good. No. And she's hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't I'm, I'm not like everyone else where, you know, we're all bashing Daisy Pierce. I think I don't agree with a lot of uh, like a lot of things she says, like any other commentator. But I think she brings plenty to the game. Yeah, no, I like Daisy Pierce. Yeah, I mean, I like what she has to say. Yeah, doesn't have a commentator's voice. No, but she's not. Uh, Dude, she reads the game. Media person reads the game better than that dickhead Brayshaw. That I'm, <laughs> mate. I'm I'm getting slammed for. Do I slam Jake? Uh, I made a status last year. I reshared it because I still believe in it. That footy's foot, it's great to have footy back until you realise that you've got to listen to James Brayshaw and then all these people are like, oh man, you don't know what you're talking about. He's the best. No, he's not, in my opinion. I think he's terrible. I hate him. I hate listening to him commentate cricket as well. He annoys the piss out of me. Anyway, I feel like, over, but I'll yeah. 
Quote, Kelly Underwood. Mm-hmm. Tom Papley kicked a sensational goal. The smear. The, yeah, yeah. the smear. Uh, <laughs> and, um, Is that what she said? That would be great. No, she did not. She said, <laughs> he's, Tom Papley's kicked up. Oh, that reminds me. He's had a big summer and he's still hot. Oh, dear. Yep. Yep. Oh, and Buddy Franklin kicked the opening goal of the game and she goes, and Buddy Franklin says, hey, Sam Collins, remember me? Oh, oh, Lord. Yep. So, so I just not, had a little bone to pick with. Not the, it um, was really hard to listen to, Not dude. quite the uh, pre-written, pre-written IQ stuff of Hutto yeah. or Waitley. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> remember me? But yeah. What the fuck, man? But there was one positive. She um she clearly enjoyed the game between the white team and the red team. So good on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anyone if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a dig. It's, uh, <laughs> just a huge gaff, huge gaff that she had last year. Last year, year dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. horrendous. That's a fantastic goal from the orange team. team. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're forever. Um, and and fair play to GWS last year. They um they put the orange team in their Instagram official Instagram bio. So whoever's running the social media at GWS, um, a big cheerio to you. Mm. Uh, one thing before we get into um the nitty gritty of the pod, Brisbane. I just want to touch on them one more time. And I said to you on the phone. Is Chris Fagan the modern-day Neil Craig? Mm. Fantastic coach, a great team of great players that just cannot connect 100% of the time and will fall short of glory nearly every year. Well, it feels like it was Ken Hinckley for a while, right? And what, two years ago they were top two? Yeah, yeah. 17 wins, was it? 2020 minor premiership and top two the year... No. Yeah, the year after. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys dropped out. I'm pretty sure they ended up top two. Yes, they were second. Now, how does a team that we've just gotten accustomed to Oh, yeah, that was the year we flogged them in the prelim. (laughs) Sorry, I had to say it. We've gotten accustomed to them not winning. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. We've resigned ourselves to the fact that Ken Hinckley's probably not going to win a flag. Mm. Despite having a good team, despite having good regular season performances. Yeah. so yeah, is he the modern day Neil Craig? I tell you who he definitely is. He's the NBA's, uh, is the AFL's equivalent of the NBA's Doc Rivers. Great yep. teams, great teams, great yep. teams. And yes, he won one fucking championship a long time ago yeah, with a yeah, super yeah. team. But he's had super teams since and cannot get it done. Yeah, Lob City. Lob City yeah. got smashed. Philadelphia are not going to win it all this year. No. Nah. Yeah, he's just been to a number of places now and never been able to produce a result despite yep. having superstars. And it's a thing. Like, you look at their records in these, some of these coaches suffer. It might be a curse. Yeah. Or it might be a decision-making process or a fundamental flaw in the way in which you marshal your troops for big moments. Yeah. I don't know. No one knows what's actually wrong with why Kenny can't get this team over the line. Yeah. However, when you do look at his list, it always feels like there's a player short somewhere. Yeah. They've never had it all together. Yeah. Like when they were there 2021, it was the lack of ruck stocks and they had no third midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now they've got the third midfielder and no ruck stocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. But um, Chris Fagan, oh, he did a, he's done so much for that club in the space of what, five years? Oh, it's remarkable how he's got them to where he's got them to because mm. players could not leave that place quick enough. 
Well, he's turned them into a lot of people's premiership favourite pre-round yeah. one yeah. without actually doing much. Yeah. Just recruiting a few extra guys and the potential is obvious. Yeah. So he's got, what do you reckon, two two years to make something happen? Yeah. This year and next year and then there might be some pressure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't. if you were a player on that list, you're not leaving. You're, no. you're exploring this window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it clicks, you, you should have two or three years at the very, very top. Yeah. But um, to do that in round one, yeah. that a lot of that was, that's not Chris Fagan's fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, maybe, maybe yeah. he didn't get them in the, maybe his mental theme that he tried to get them to bring into the game didn't work, but you've got enough leaders there that they should sort that shit out themselves. I'll tell you one player who might want to consider leaving. Joe Danaher. <laughs> not Joe Danaher. Not I had a full mental blank then. Uh, Cam Rayner. Where is he? Few, where is he at, dude? Well, I heard a few people say this and they're like, look where they played him. I'm like, have you seen how his career's gone so far? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get to choose where he plays. Nah. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. I know he's a number one pick and it should click at some stage, but Andy McGrath's not getting to choose where he plays. Yeah. This is the reality for some number one picks. Unfortunately, they're not bad players. No. But they're not going to command the entitlement to have their, their way. Horn Francis obviously wanted that at North and they wouldn't <laughs> give it to him. Idiots. Yeah. Because look how good he looks. Yeah. As soon as you give him what he wants, he looks fine. Yeah. Which I know is... Well, David King's already come out and said it's a win-win. Sheasel. Yeah, I don't know if it is a win-win, man. Yeah. I mean... Let's wait and see what Wardlaw's all about because apparently he's better than both of them. That's the one I want that's to see. I said that to you pre-season. I, yeah. I, I really want to see Wardlaw. Yeah, yeah. he's the one. So, um, one last thing for the round one. A romantic... The rom- the, the most romantic part of round one, mm. well, arguably, was Anthony McDonald's tip and Woody's return. But it's all four new coaches having a win. Yep. Yeah. Alistair Clarkson, Adam Kingsley, Brad Scott, Ross Lyon. Whose was the most impressive for you? Uh, the most impressive was definitely Adam Kingsley. They were gone, dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, Ross Lyon to galvanize such a depleted, decimated team. Well, what I will say is I think Ross Lyon's won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say equal, equally, equally as impressive, Kingsley and Lyon for different reasons. St. Kilda aren't winning that game without Ross Lyon. There's nah, no chance. Nah, nah. No chance whatsoever. You don't believe in Brett? Brett wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, poor Brett. Brett wouldn't have galvanized. <laughs> no, Brett would uh, not have gal- galvanized. How the, what the fuck did you even say? That's hilarious. <laughs> so, because that was clearly a Ross Lyon system of football. Of course, yeah. It yeah. made the Fremantle backs look like gods with all their intercept marks. But really, it was enough to get the job done. Um, now, the it, thing is, though... Yeah. That that score is not going to work on a week-to-week basis. No, so I've no. got massive concerns for them against your mob. Yeah. And I have concerns for them against my mob the week after because we were happy to open that game up. <laughs> if we lose to them on Saturday, I might just throw in the deck. Dude, if we both lose to that <laughs> fuckwit over the next two weeks, we will not hear the end of it all season. I go to games expecting to lose and hoping we win. <laughs> and you were like, that is the most Patty Bateman thing Episode. Paddy Bateman's one of the most pessimistic people I know in my life. And when he hears this, he's going to call me and be like, I'm fucking glass half full, yeah. you prick. So you know the corner of Brunton Avenue and like Punt Road Oval? Yeah. That's where I was when I was chatting to you both, walking back to the car. Right, right, and right. And I, I, I had this burning sensation that you two were about to really piss me off. <laughs> so I just stopped talking, hopped in the car and drove home. <laughs> and I woke up 
feeling fine on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Because it's only round one. It's only round one. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to read too much into some of these results. Well, how many 50-point thrashings were there? Yeah, there was a few. So Three or four. They're not all equal. Yeah. So the your one yeah. was more... I think that is more a reflection of the fact that you're not at the same caliber that they are. No. The Brisbane one is effort-based. Yeah. A lot of it was effort-based. And then a fair bit of credit to... Port. The Hawthorne one's a reality check for them. Yeah, yeah. The oh, and the Gold Coast one was effort. The Gold yeah. Coast one was totally effort. Yeah, totally. Well, it, it happened at the start. They actually kept pace with them. Once Sydney got like, I'm going to say like 28 points up or something, they held that for a little bit and yeah. then they ran out of legs. But what a perfect start for a losing, like the way the way in which Sydney lost that grand fight. What a perfect way to just take a deep breath and get mm. the four points round one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, bit of a free kick playing. Gold Coast too. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a bit of a freak. Well, they didn't turn up mentally ready. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that game has a lot to do with uh, effort on both sides of the equation. Yeah, but just you wait. Caroline Wilson will be feasting on the carcass of Gold Coast tonight. Just you wait. Oh, uh, she better not be. Yeah, I bet she Ca- will. Uh, she'll she'll make Stuart Jew comments. Who, who did you say? Caroline will. Uh, oh, Cannibal. Cannibal Wilson. Cannibal Wilson. Yeah, mate. sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, that was a real. Stuff up of mine. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, can I just say, it must be said, Mason Wood, Bobby. Mason Wood. Mason Wood, 20 disposals at 85%. Four tackles for the big fella and two goals. Really nice output. Handy player. Yeah. Yep. Handy player. Got a good one there. And um, what I must say as well is Brad Hill, for Brad Hill to play his best footy. Hey, just... They had Mason Wood all of last year. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've just got a good one. That's just a in general. Side quest yeah. for you. Out of the recycled players. Yeah. So not the high value recruits, recycled players. Yeah. Who do you think put in a great performance? Because there was a few. Tanner Bruin looked okay. Tanner Bruin looked good, yeah. Um, yep. Setterfield for us looked yes. pretty good. Yep. There was a there was a couple of performances. Con- I told you Constable had a ton of the football. Yeah, Constable. And was inaccurate. If he had have done something with it, he probably would have been yep. number one. Lockie Hunter was very quiet. Very quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Booted him once. Josh Shackey. Josh Shackey. Josh Shackey. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't know if he played. No, he didn't. I don't Casey, think. I haven't checked the VFL stats. <laughs> but I bet you he was freezing out there. Actually, Rankin was superb. When oh, we talked... Rankin, yeah. How do we... Well, yeah. he's not. He's high value. So when we <laughs> talked about best recruits earlier, and yep. we talked about Horn Francis, we should have included him because he yep. was superb, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, he was excellent. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, Brad, Brad Hill. Are we going to see? Are we going to see all Australian Brad Hill under Ross Lyon again? You'd think so. Yeah, yeah. You'd think Ross so. Ross Lyon understands how he plays his football. Well, the difference immediately was there were so many moments where Brad Hill linked up through the middle. Yeah. And under Brett Wet, he was he was shoved up against the boundary line. Yeah, yeah. Maybe fifty meters out from defensive goal. Yeah. But now he's linking up through the middle, and it's hard to say because Frio. Honestly, when I watched that game at the end, like the most of the second half, that did not look like the Fremantle of last year. Mm. They looked rushed by that pressure. Yeah. It was good pressure from St. Kilda. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. They were forcing them to make really, really quick decisions and Frio just weren't up to it. I think they'll improve on that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Very nice. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. And when we come back, I, I do want to dive into the bump. Because yes. it's being spoken oh, yeah, about. Yeah, we've got to talk about that. Um, we've also got to do our 
MVP yep. for the round, mm-hmm. each of us. And then, uh, of course, we've got tips to do for next week. So, Beautiful. quick break. We'll be right back. Hey there, Fatside family. Jacko and I want to thank you for supporting the program and listening every week. We'd love if you could jump on our socials, give us a like. And of course, make sure that if you're listening through Spotify, that you hit that bell button so you get the pod as soon as it drops fresh every single week. We will be here every round of 2023. Thanks again. Let's get stuck back into it. And we're back. All right, Jackson, you got something for me? Yes, I do have something for you, Bob. Something that might uh, prick your ears, your interest, and your um, and and just expand your your mind and your belief. You got for DMT your football. <laughs> for, your football <laughs> for your football club going forward. <clears throat> now, your mob. Yeah. Finished round one on top of the ladder. Yes. And we're pissing on everyone. <laughs> so Essendon have finished uh, round one on top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Only one team has missed the finals. In 28 years. So, I'll And it stop was Brisbane right in 2007. I'll stop you right there. I heard this. Yeah. And then I nearly put my fist through the television <laughs> five seconds later. Because whatever that excuse for a lesbian is that calls himself a champion footballer, Ben Dixon, was like, well, if anyone's going to miss it would be them. And I was yeah. like, you petty son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like, that's interesting. Wow. I wonder if that's going to be the case this year. He just like it shut on us immediately. I'm so I, I well, know. Ali thinks like, Ben Dixon looks like my dad. So what are you saying? My dad's a lesbian. <laughs> well, he looks he looks so sharp. I would have fucked him at the Euro. Anyway. <laughs> Give him a reach around the old fella. Oh come on, mate. Uh, he was good. He was nah, good. He's good lad. He warmed. Good lad. good lad. He warmed up a bit, yeah. which was nice. Oh, a few bourbon and cokes. Um, no, I can't stand Ben. Big a hole comes out for the party. Can't stand him, and I know this is like a massive whinge, but it's yeah. a it's a gripe of a lot of. Essendon supporters, I'm sure we're not the only club, but the AFL media landscape is dominated by a, a coterie of past players that yep. are from select clubs. Yes, yeah. And it is insufferable. Who all happen to have massive feuds with your football club it's throughout their career. It's insufferable sometimes. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, you know, I just can't stand that that type of stuff. It's like... But anyway, it's a I hope fascinating that, stat. I hope that stat comes to uh, fruition for you. It is a fascinating stat. Yeah. It really people, is. People do forget that you were in the finals two years ago. Yeah, like you haven't been ago. a bottom six side for ten years. To be fair, we we had a we had guys running when we were making finals every second year, but absolutely bowing out in disgrace. We still had like Saad and McKenna and yeah. Danaher and Fantasia, and we had these yeah. good guys, and they've left, mm. and we don't have the replacements. Yeah. You know, Peter Wright's been great. Jake Kelly, like the, the even names, Bell Chambers was so serviceable. He was serviceable. Yeah. Draper's going to be a better ruckman. Yeah, name. of course. Yeah, but the replacements of the what players that are that were that we valued as very high caliber players, yeah. have been replaced by like Jake Kelly and Peter Wright, and we've made the most of those guys so far. Yeah, but they're not the same caliber. Yeah, yeah. So Will Draper be as serviceable off the field as uh, Bell Chambers? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> He'd be doing pretty well if that were the case. I think he'll have his pick. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got he's got that big dick energy. Yeah, 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 Like you know, he's got a Nissan Patrol with a lift kit, and yeah. he's, he's got mutters on it. Even when he's just going down the milk bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road noise. Yeah. Maximum decibels. Doesn't give a shit. He's just yeah. that type of bloke. Like a Will Sparks ZZ Top remix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of Psytrance into country. Uh... Yeah. Just another one that my um my wife has. Quite the uh, yeah, quite the attraction to. 
This pregnancy brain, mate. She, nah, she loves Draper. Yeah. She loves Draper. Uh, he's got good energy. He's a character. Yeah, yeah he is. You know? Yeah. Most of the rest of our players at our club are not. Yeah. So it's nice to have one. Yeah, Cole Langford looks fun at parties. <laughs> Brandon Zerk Thatcher. You're going to say... He you. couldn't catch a cruiser out of an esky half the time, I reckon. <laughs> Brandon Zerk Thatcher, but oh well. He's a weird looking unit, but he I is, tell you yeah. what, he's uh, played better than I thought he yeah. would. Yeah. He's a surprise, but we're going to get trounced. Not that old palm tree you had, though. He's not as weird looking as him. <laughs> Bloody Zach Clark. Where are we? Where are we? The palm tree. Yeah. People used to climb him just to get the ball out of his hair. <laughs> You're only going to say something shocking, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving along. So we we did say, we touched on before we took our break, that we were going to talk about the bump. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves talking about it. And yeah. I said to you, I was filthy that I didn't predict yeah. David King going off his rocker on his, his king social justice warrior for yeah. AFL concussions. I, uh, only because I reckon he gave 10 of them out to blokes that are fighting in the court because he was a he was a bit of a sniper David do you think King. this is one of those things like when you tell everyone who does blackface that they're horrific because you know there's a photo from 1972 yeah somewhere. man yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he um he's no saint himself but maybe he's coming from an angle of lessons learned throughout his career and life yeah and I know that they've got the lawsuit pending but at the end of the day man it's not gonna it's not gonna work mm. it's not gonna hold up mm. there's gonna be it's just clever legal jargon in the contracts that will basically be like, I'm sorry, you suffered, whatever, whatever. I mean, we're talking about guys who went into a line of work yep. knowing the risk. Then when they suffered significant setbacks and they're going to have significant health issues, I appreciate how detrimental that is to their end of life. Yeah. Um, when they should be having, I mean, senior today. Yeah. Yeah. Had something to say about it. Yep. Um, maybe don't fucking do heroin, buddy. But like, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, yeah. you know, like these people know the risks. Well, we know, we know John Barnes and Johnny Platten are stuffed from stuffed. it. Stuffed. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got little to no quality of life, really, is what I'm hearing. And it's shocking, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's absolutely terrible. shocking. Yeah, yeah. But and the concern is, like, I think of the likes of Joel Selwood and Jonathan Brown, Luke Hodge, perhaps as well, Jordan Lewis. Like, do these? Like, what, where are they going to be at in 15, 20 years? Yeah, it's it's a fascinating subject. Yeah. There's still clearly a lot more medical advancements to happen. I'm more of an advocate for... We're, we're very much in a... What you could probably consider like a birthing period of what will be a real solution. Yeah. The solution I don't think is available to us right now. No. Only because we can't have non-invasive ways of actually determining how much damage there is. Yeah. We will get to that point. Yeah. Because it's not just an AFL phenomenon, it's a global phenomenon. Pretty much every contact sport in the world, yeah. when that technology becomes available, will employ it. And you would your assessment will be a computer scan. Yeah. Effectively. Mm -hmm. They'll scan your brain, they'll rig you up to something, they'll test the uh, electrical um, signals or whatever the case may yep. be, right? So there won't be this 12 to the advocacy for 28 day concussion protocols yep. now. We, we'll just bypass all that. Yeah. You'll have a test. We'll be able to determine how much damage. Mm. And then once you reach a certain threshold, it will be your career is now over. Yeah. Here is a player payment and that is it. Yeah. You're no longer a footballer. Yeah. And we'll figure out what that level is and they'll have a they'll have a decent quality for the rest of their life, but yeah. we'll dodge these horrendous circumstances. Yeah. And unfortunately, these players that are in this bridging period are just going to have to... They don't have to suffer, but they will end up suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you see the Buddy Franklin one? Yep. Yeah. I obviously based on outcome, isn't it? 
a lot of these decisions. Yep. That 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 to me was just like Tom Stewart's one on Dion Prestia, where Tom Stewart had to sit for a month. Yep. But he gets a week. Is a week enough for you for that? No. He ran past the football dude. Yep. He made the he made a clear decision to go after Sam Collins. Yeah, that was um that was definitely a two weeker for me. So here's the issue. Not long ago, maybe yep. I'm gonna say four years ago, maybe five, we were penalizing just the action. Yeah. And we've swung it towards the outcome. Yeah. I remember being an advocate for the outcome. Yeah. But I must admit, I'm going to have to... It's gone too far the other way now. A little bit. Yeah. The buddy one needs to be two weeks. Yeah. It's typical old man sniper. Yeah. He's a culprit as well. Yeah. No yeah. stranger to this type of stuff. Yeah. So no, him, and Cochin, him and Cochin have been let off so many times for these things. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of old men at the end of their career. Yeah. Once they're a step slow. Yeah. Mm. And that's what that situation was. Yeah. He was yeah. a step slow. He was yeah. about to get, you know, Sam Collins went to pick it up. Had he, he was going to bypass Buddy and Buddy's like, fuck you. I'll just You're clip, around Buddy's age. I'll just clip you on the way through. Anyone a bit slow at Woolies, you might give him one. <laughs> <laughs> just, I have to jump up a bit, but that's all right. <laughs> um, Cozzy Pickett, Bob. Two weeks. No, nah, not enough. Not enough. That's a four-weeker for me. Hey, that that was vi- it was vicious. Well, and and that was that was so ridiculous and unnecessary. It's intentional, and it's intent. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, it's intentional. Th- I'm going to clap on the pod. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was about to step on my ear po- AirPods today and just give it up. Give it up. These idiots mm. talking about the difference between careless and intentional, and oh, it's it's just careless. I was furious. Idiots. At the time. It's clearly the, intentional. Yeah, at the time, I was fuming, dude. That yeah. is shit you see in rugby league. That was that was, that was was black and white as it got. He lined him up. Yeah, he did. Left the ground mm-hmm. and just... Two, off two feet, tucked yeah. the shoulder in. Yeah. No intention to play the ball. Balls, yeah. balls exited his yeah. hands. And yeah, kabang. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. And then he gets in a jumpery with Jack, Jack McRae. Lands one on the jaw. Oh, I don't know. A bit of, I don't know. A bit of Byron came out in Cozzy on the weekend. Yeah, a few people have said that because yeah. the the hit, uh, the Shane McAdam one. I said to you, it was a thing of beauty, and it was in the slow mo. Oh man, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is going to get shown. That slow mo will get shown. Like yeah. once we get past the Dude, incident, the sweat. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Wow, loved it. Yeah, loved yeah. it. The difference is, yeah, I, oh, I should watch it again. I don't think he makes contact with the head first. No, that no, was body. It looks like it was straight down the sternum. Yeah. Now, here's, God, it would have hurt, man. Here's where this is going to get contentious. <laughs> that that GWS fellow was in a world of hurt. I can't remember uh, where. Yeah, were? yeah. I don't know. How you oh, say he his gave name. him. He gave him a bit of lip service as he was leaving the. Whatever his too. name is, it's like it sounds like a chair from IKEA. Yeah, mm. I do love that. Just real quick, I, I, I'll let you get to your point. That young GWS kid that full fronted McAdam and absolutely shit a brick when Tex ran over to yeah, him. Yeah, did didn't he? Oh, he shit himself. Uh, Buckley. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude. He, was he wasn't like, up for he it. He was getting his tough boy on, and Tex comes over and goes, "Oh, get here, you fucking!" <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yep. "I would too." To be fair. Yeah, they can. When, when a six foot four racist bogan approaches you, you <laughs> there's something to be quite frightened about. Anyway, carry on, Bob. Sorry, mate. The uh, contentious part is, I think the McAdam hits fine. Okay. Well, he hasn't hit him in the head. No, he doesn't. So here's my argument. If they want to start grading things as the potential to... Co- nope, not yeah. interested. Yeah. Head high impacts. Well, because he hits him there, then there's this flow on effect of whiplash and blah, blah. I don't care. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, it's got to be legal for me to go out there and cause damage to someone. Mm. 
there's got to be a space for it. Yeah. And it happens all the time. If you if you jam a knee, and this is Kane Corn's point, if you jam a knee into the back of someone's neck in a marking contest, yeah. way more potential to cause damage. Yep. And we just accept it. Yeah. At some point, we're going to have to have a clear delineation. Mm. This is acceptable and this is not. And I think it is above the neck. Yeah. So if you hit him in the sternum and he's like, oh, Jesus, you end up getting knocked out because you smacked your head on the ground. Stiff shit. Yeah. Like, where is the margin for it to be stiff shit? Mm. I just thought it was hyper-aggressive, but I loved it. Yeah. Now, if they want to delete that from the game because Gil, like, took money from the freaking Disney Channel or whatever he's done for the last couple of... Well, (laughs) we all know he's... We've spoken. He's sanitizing the game. Yeah. He is sanitizing Mm. it. I just don't like where he's drawn the line because I can't see it. Yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Every... The start of every season, we have to revisit where that line exists. Then halfway through the year, we have to revisit it again. And by the end of the year, yeah. someone's either playing or missing a final because we still don't know where the line is. Yeah, yeah. Let's just make it very clear. Yeah. So, so yeah. Buddy, two weeks. Yep. And I think I can buy into. The, I think I can buy into the four weeks. It's four for me because you really want to deter the action. Yeah, yeah. Then it's six, and 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 I know I know I'm sort of condescending, uh, not condescending. Contradicting myself, sorry, correction. Um, contradicting myself when I say, you know, we were talking about based on outcome or yep. you know action. Um, but you're loading up. If yeah. The, if he if he if he if he knocked jaw, if he knocked Bailey Smith out or broke his jaw, it's six for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's I think there should be a bit of a loading. So because there was no duty of care from Cosy Pickett the, whatsoever. This is assuming that they don't change the system. Yeah. However, I would definitely go to a red card system. Yeah. Which will lead me to Scott Pendlebury's touched on it. And this is uh, this is quote Scott Pendlebury. Watching the NRL, they get sin bin for non-football actions. Cozzy's was a non-football action. Agreed. And I don't mind that for our players. So it's a complete dis. So it's a complete disadvantage. And now you play seventeen verse eighteen for ten minutes. So he's he's pretty much saying he he would endorse a sin bin like scenario for those outliers for the non-football stuff. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. a send off. A send off, yeah, yeah, gone. So I'm happy with a yellow red card system, yeah, and the yeah. yellow is ten minutes, and the yeah. red is off. Yeah, well, Brisbane benefit from not having Cozzy Pickett this week, but we didn't because he played one of the best games of his career. Mm. He got to play on. Yeah, Bailey Smith got up, and um, but I, I did, I did, I did enjoy, I did enjoy seeing Tim English really flew the flag. He was not happy. Mm-hmm. He was not happy, um, <clears throat> and Jack McRae as well. But um, yeah, well, I was. Yeah, it was really average. So how would you feel about, let's say they had a, a yellow red card system. Yeah. And the what the on-field umpire who call who blows the whistle, let's say that he becomes the one in charge. Yeah. If he thinks that it is a reportable offense, he stops the game. Yep. And it goes under review. That, and now this will add a minute and a half. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. But they take the time to send it upstairs, the replay center has a look at it. This is not just goal line technology. Like, put an umpire in there yeah, and say, does it meet criteria this, this, and this? Was it a football action? Was it late? Was it head high? Is this a reportable offense? So here's where I'd adjust it. Mm. As a deterrent, I think the red card send-off, now you play the extra of the game 17v18, mm-hmm. is way more of a deterrent than two weeks. Yeah. And then if there's injury factor on top of it, it still gets MRO assessed post-game. Yeah. So what I would suggest is that Cozzy Pickett action would have resulted in a send-off. Yep. If Bailey Smith's fine, bonus for you. Yeah. But you can still sub him. Yeah. And they can't. They're down to 17. Yep. 
So he's out for the rest of the game. They're down to 17. And then because Bailey Smith was okay, but the nature of the action meets whatever criteria, I'd give him one week. Yeah. They would have only won by 40 points if that happened. (laughs) (laughs) But do you get my point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the yellow is like, was that a reportable action? Something like tripping? Yeah. Yeah, you're off 10 minutes, mate. Yeah. You've disadvantaged your team, but you're probably playing next week. Yeah. Why are we Why are we giving people a week for tripping? Let's punish it right then and there in the moment. Right then and there. I couldn't agree. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Jumper punches? Yep. Instead of them getting $3,000 fines mm. because it's just really creative, like, well, it was in the stomach and it was medium to, to mild. For, like, what the fuck ever? Yeah. He yeah. punched him. Yeah. 10 minutes, mate. Yeah. So get off football action. Yeah. Your team's going to suffer. Go down the sheds. Minutes. Don't sit on the bench. Go down the sheds. So I think these are far more de- in the moment. A yep. player is more likely to think about that than they are next week. Yeah. As a person who watches rugby league, it's brilliant. As a person who's punched a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's, I, I think it's great. I think yeah, it's great. The rugby stuff's, a, they're getting a bit funky with it because they're yep. trying to deal with their head high impact as yes. well. Yeah. Well, they've just brought their own 11 day protocol in now. Yeah. yeah. That's not enough. It's not enough. Not no. for some of the hits those fellas Nah, have. nah. No chance. Nah. But yeah, I well, think. Well, some of them are groggy after a tackle, dude. No oh, near yeah. the head. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they get like, they clip a hip. Yeah. And they can't stand up properly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they, they stand up and wobble back and that's it, HIA. So. Look, I know we, we always end up having four, five, ten things every year to talk about how we would make massive overhauls to mm. AFL systems. But I think the I think the people that want four or five weeks for Cozzy Pickett right now, yeah. I think that's gross. Mm. But I think there's a way to deter it, yeah. not have him miss as much football, and then still it advantage the team who suffered. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we really need to look at it. Historically, Barry Hall lost the right to be on the ground that night. Yep. How? How? In those, and Andrew Gaff, um, yep. Tom Bug, Callum yep. Mills, and um, so how long? Arguably, was the, Tom Stewart last year. How long year? was the Andrew Gaff? Six weeks, okay. seven weeks. So, like in my mind, as seven, I, I think, as I replay it, he would have been off the ground, and then I would have given him a month. Yep. Yep. Barry Hall was nine down to six, that old bullshit that they used to do. That was oh, horrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing about the send-off as well, you could look at it from the other side, for the player's safety that committed the act. Yeah, no, it, the yeah. send-off makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because Matthew Lloyd, when he... when he Matthew Lloyd's famous Brad Sewell incident. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lloyd was not a safe person on that field. No, so that was a red card. Yep. And it probably quells the dust-up, you're right. Yep. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah, they're off. See you later. Yep, they they take no longer part. They've lost the right to be on the ground. And you might get what you see in the but NBA. But it protects them because Fremantle wanted Gaff's blood that night. Yeah, Hawthorne didn't care about the game. They wanted Lloyd's head yep. on a stick. It protects the player that's made the mistake. And I think you'll get the playing groups yep. surrounding their teammates to protect him, mm-hmm. and they'll usher him off the ground. Yeah, and that's it. And yep. he'll go down in the rooms, and he'll know. Yeah, and it's the umpire will hold up a red card. Yeah, yep. okay, I'm out of here, and they're gone. Yeah, and then it's up to the coach or the you know the support staff or whatever. But how to, exci- dude, I th- yeah. think about how this adds another dimension. Yeah, imagine watching a team come from behind when they were seventeen v eighteen. Oh yeah, baby. I mean, there's a whole other category yeah. of stats about yeah. you know being the underdog <clears> for the last quarter, and uh, like this is going to improve the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, big exponent for it. Anyway, yeah. so we've, we've we've changed the game twice tonight over time, for the better too. For I the think. better, I mean, I mean, if anyone on. out there has got the balls to tell us we haven't, yeah, speak, yeah. speak on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, hit us up on <clears throat> DM us. 
on Instagram. Let us know Absolutely. if you think we're full of shit. But um, I tell you what, Bob, we say it all the time. The fuck do we know? What the fuck do we know? Yeah, I don't even know why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was you enjoy my company but anyway no i do it for moments uh like the one we're about to have now where we get to talk about the absolute best performances of yeah. the round now you've done much more homework than i have this week so um we're going to do the fat side mvp like we always do yep but we've decided that we're just going to discuss our best player the guy who's got the top vote getter for each of us as individuals each week um, yep. and then we'll make sure that we post the rest so you can follow along at home so who have you got i can see you've got a whole notebook there yeah or are you looking at... Okay, he's got multiple... He's got paper. He's got digital resources. He's got everything, this guy. Go on, give it to me. My player of the round is Jason Horn Francis. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this poor North supporters. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it was great. It was great. My, um, my, sec- my second would have been LDU, so apologies. But um, no, I'm tipping my hat to Jason Horn Francis, who is... He's received so much and, you know, self-inflicted at times, I know, by his behaviour and, and his attitude and whatnot. But I can't remember a kid with so much microscopic focus on nearly everything he does. Like, everything. Mm. Like, if he had rocked up and got a quiet 11 disposals, I would have gone, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, he'll take some time, whatever. But the fact he comes out for his new club... Gets the first disposal of the game, a nice clean hand pass off. But he ends the game with 25 disposals at 76, a goal. Three goal assists with 11 score involvement, seven clearances, 10 inside 50s at 532 metres gained. Wow. Like, this guy's business. He meant business. And to me, he looked a carbon copy of Nathan Buckley on the weekend, an, an early young Nathan Buckley. You know, the black boots, the black high socks. Oh, you know me. I, I love Well, if you're, if you're a Sanford tragic, you'd be thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah minus the um, household violence. But um, <laughs> we have to crack those Dude, jokes. We, we, did, we gave them heaps last yeah, week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we'll cool <laughs> off. Um, I, watched, I watched the game and I was, I, was in, I was engrossed in his performance. It was really impressive. Yeah. So... Um, I'm, I'm going to tip my hat because uh, there was a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he's he's playing for a, a much bigger club in a two-team town with many more eyes on him, Bob. Well, they've obviously got faith in him as well. Yeah. I mean, the the responsibility, the role through the midfield that he was being given, Yeah, he obviously has impressed over the preseason. Yeah. And Ken Hinckley, and this is why Ken Hinckley's great, Bob. In the press conference post-game, he was asked about Jason Horn francis nearly the whole time. And you know what he said, his, his answer? He goes... He goes, well, guys, he's a number one pick. Mm. He played fantastic today. We're really happy with his output. But he's 19 years old, and he wouldn't have been a number one pick if he was no good, if, you know, if he wasn't as good as he seems. Um, he's very capable, mm. and that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to capability, and we'll make sure, we'll make sure that he's um, tracking the right way. But he's 19, and we'll, we'll, continue, we'll continue seeing him progress in the near future. So... Oh, you've put the shades on. Yeah, I put the I put the yeah. shades on. I'm feeling cool. Times are right yeah, now. but anyway, I I um yeah, Jason Horn Francis for me, mate. But um, yeah, LDU stiff. Really, really liked his game. Bit stiff. I've bypassed him too. Yep. Um, he had a great game. I tossed it up. But like you, I I've given my my top vote getter. I've added in some of the extraneous variables. Yeah. He did have a monster performance. Yep. And that is the one and only Maximus Gorn. Yeah. Awesome. So, a good game. Yeah. If you saw these stats from Max Gorn last year, <laughs> you would be like, good game. 
He just had another elite ruckman come and step into <laughs> his space. His lair. Yeah. And nothing changed. Nah, nah. Not a single thing. Yeah. Go and have a look at his hot Someone's spot. Someone's been on the working AFL on his app. set shots too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He knows what's up. And two straight. Um, have Go and have a look. If you've got the AFL app, open it up. Have a look at Max Gorn's hotspot and tell me that this guy isn't prepared to do absolutely everything for his team now, week in, week out. Six intercept possessions to go along with two goals. The work rate required. Six marks, couple of them big marks too. Yeah. Um, and for his 13th, yeah, man, his That's 13th outrageous. center bounce attendances, he had five clearances <laughs> from 13 center bounce attendances. Yeah. Awesome. I just thought... Um, a lot of people had, we spoke about it earlier, question marks over the Gorn Grundy experiment. If it's, I shouldn't even say if it's going to work. Yeah. It has already worked. It will probably continue to work. And it's because of the caliber of this man. Yeah. It's just, he's the Nikola Jokic of the AFL. Oh, it's a great comparison. He can do everything. Yeah. So he's a big loping, kind of looks like a little bit of a, like a dumbass at times, but he's so skilled. He's got these micro skills of the game down pat. He's got the major skills of the game down pat, and he can do it at both ends of the ground. Yeah. Anyway, so gone. Like there was a there was a lot of big performances. Canelio, huge. Yep. Toby Green, huge. Um, Jordan Degoe, huge. Yep. There's a lot, and some uh, like some of these names are going to feature in our one, two, three, four, five. Yep. Yep. Stay tuned to the social media because you'll uh, see us pump those out over the course of the week, as you'll see with our tips, which we might as well get stuck into. Yes. A bit tough to do on a Monday, but I think it's... Um, oh, our should multi- be anything better than last week. <laughs> anything better than last I was going to say, you got three. <laughs> yep. And I got four. Yeah. Well, so, let's be honest. I got two and a half. Draw. Yeah. Okay. So yep. I got three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, had a, I had a stinker. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I was I thought I was dead on with the Adelaide pick. Yep. Yeah, uh, same, same. The Geelong yep. one I felt confident about, yep. and then the Fremantle one I felt confident about. Fremantle so. were my certainty. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I was getting a bit freaking, I was getting a bit arrogant with Gold Coast. That was a bit silly. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. That was really dumb. Yeah. What else did you, oh, you got your, you would have picked yeah, your team, I, of I, course. I, yeah, I tipped the doggies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then we both would have picked Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. some of these resulted in 50-point blowouts. I know. That shows you what round one offers. Round one. All right. Thursday, uh, Carlton Geelong. Huge. Yeah, that Carl- that Carlton team can't turn up and play like that again. No, not against Geelong. But I think... Sam DeConing is going to play. I don't think he's going to miss any footy. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. So that, that'll make up for the loss of Stewart, who looks like he's going to miss about a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm really trying to figure this out. I mean, Geelong are starting really good favourites, but I think that every time Carlton come up against a good opponent, yeah, they're going to add that to the bank. Yeah, they're going to gain momentum for yeah. every good performance they have. Yeah, geez, I'm nearly, nearly thinking of tipping them as well. Yeah, but I won't. I'll tip Geelong. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a big believer in really good teams don't lose two in a row. They just look like so. Last year when they they were kick started most round, of the game last week round one last year, yeah. that Geelong team was raring to go. Yeah, they it looked like they had a solid plan. This year, Tomahawk was coming in with his toe. Yeah, 
now there's no Joel Selwood and they've got a... Jeremy Cameron wasn't sure whether he would play. Right, and yep. now they've lost Tom Stewart. They're not coming in with the same momentum. No. Actually, fuck it, I'll take Carlton. Why not? You're going to take Carlton? Yeah, yeah sure. Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick fat with Geelong. Yeah, it's yep. a good call. Yep. I'm, I'm being risky because i got four. I might as well... It's make or break, and it's freaking round, round two <laughs> in the tips, and it's yeah. make or break. Well, I'm already out of the SEN Survivor. Uh, I tip Fremantle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gone. All right, who you the got? Tri- the uh, tribe spoke very early. <laughs> now, see, this is fascinating because Brisbane and Melbourne are closer to even money than Carlton and Geelong by yeah. a, quite a margin. Yeah. So this is one of my easier tips. Yeah. Melbourne. Oh, I think Melbourne go up there and yeah. get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will be at the Gabba. Yep. The um, weather might play a little bit of a factor, but um, I have a bone to pick with the AFL too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, now we know how arrogant they can be. You know they released the fixture on the morning of a Socceroos World Cup round of sixteen game. Yep. And yeah, the NRL fixture was released pre AFL fixture, but they went ahead and scheduled this game at the Gabba when the Brisbane Broncos are playing the Dolphins at SunCorp at the same time. So they're going to get no crowd. They're going to get no crowd, man, because the Dolphins are three and zero, and the Broncos are three and zero. That is arrogant as f- really arrogant, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now that sucks for Brisbane. Sucks for Brisbane. It's their first home game with their new recruits. Okay, that, that's an even better reason to tip Melbourne because yeah. it's not like there's going to be thirty five thousand at the Gabba. There'll nah. be fifteen. But there won't be a there won't be an empty seat at Suncorp. I yeah, can guarantee right. you that. They're both flying. All right. So yeah, Melbourne for me. Armed with that information, yeah, I'll make. A, I was le- heavily leaning towards Melbourne, so we'll make it a certainty then. Yep. Uh, Collingwood Port. Oh, the jumper jumper wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know who it was, but someone was encouraging Port Adelaide support. I think it was someone that just called up, is encouraging Port Adelaide supporters to all wear their prison bars. It would be Saturday. great. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to take Collingwood, Bob. This could be the first game with violence in the stands. Yeah. We yeah. said it would might be next week. Um, yeah. Collingwood at the MCG? Yep. yep. Yeah. Hard to disagree. Yeah. Even though that Port outfit looked sharp, and I sharp. think they will win that midfield battle. Yeah. Um, only because they've got good matchups. Boke is as wily. He's not as not as silky smooth, mm. but he's as wily as Scott Pendlebury is. Yeah. He knows the tricks. They got some young guys who are who are going to be prepared to run with those Collingwood fellas. Yeah, and now know Jeremy Howe and a Port forward line that looked freaking dangerous. I'm talking myself into Port Adelaide. Here. Yeah, you're talking me right into them because if they win the midfield battle, who's Howe's out? Cover those three tools. Georgiatis, yeah, Marshall and Dixon. 23 marks between yeah, them. Yeah, they're going to have their hands full. Yeah. No, I just think it's the MCG factor MCG, for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so Port a never tight play game. there. The fact that Port are 250, yeah. starting 250 is crazy. So the line should be really nice. So there's a good line bet to have there, probably yeah. early in the week before the money shifts as well. Very nice. Um, Adelaide, Richmond. Uh, I am tipping Adelaide. Here he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Richmond were really sloppy. Really sloppy and... Almost undisciplined at times with their ball use. I agreed. Yeah. Um, and I think Adelaide will be really, really angry with themselves for dropping that game. They had total control. I think Isaac Rankin will be even better in front of his home crowd for the first time. And I think they will seek retribution on the Tigers. I am tipping Adelaide in a narrow win. Well, they beat them there last year. Yeah. Early in the year yeah. as well. So, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Their backs are against the wall, Adelaide. Massive sellout crowd at home, and it, it's easy. They to were see playing them. in front of no one in thirty-seven degree heat, dude. Yeah, 
it's easy to see them improve as well. I mean, it's hard for Laird to have a worse game than what he had. Mm. Tex actually didn't impact the scoreboard no, very much at all. No, he ruined so my a multi. lot of work was left to a few in front of the goals. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Have you convinced me of Adelaide? Maybe you have. Bugger it. Sure. Ride it with me, baby. Well, I don't like Richmond, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I respect them. I don't like them. I, I thought the the Hopper ex, Hopper and Taranto experiment, mm. well, Richmond supporters need to come to grips with the fact that this is going to take time. It's going to take time. They're yeah. still both very young. They thought it was plug and oh, play. Hopper's 27. They're not that young. No, they're not that young. They thought it was going to be plug and play. Yeah. Just inject them into the middle, put the two magnets there. These guys will be great. But yeah. that's not how they were at GWS either. Yeah, yeah. They, they were there because they lost a bit. Well, Canelio well they were filling Canelio holes. Yeah. yeah. Kelly got shunted to a wing in like yeah. a weird setup. It wasn't great. And yeah, the reality... Run sure with Whitfield's positioning. Yeah, yeah. The reality was that they were kind of... I won't say placeholders. Tim Taranto was a very good... He had the Dunkley role. Yeah. yeah. Kicks him like high half forward who gets to stoppages and tries to get back towards the goal. Yeah. Now he's just a pure mid and he racked up the footy, but he could have had way more impact. Well, when we talk about it, it makes total sense why Tom Green re-signed for four years now. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. boy, he's on track, isn't he? He is on track, You have to mate. admit it. Very you have nice. to. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll, I'll end up probably taking Adelaide at their line because yep. they're 235, which is great. But yeah, I'll tip Adelaide, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, your boys. Uh, Rory Lobb. Will not play this week. I'm just breaking news. Um, ankle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's um, his excuse, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he he um he's set to miss this game. Uh, we respond. We'll beat the Saints on Saturday night. Yeah, this is 16th versus fifth, and you guys are going to belt them, I reckon. <laughs> well, actually, it'll be interesting to go and see Ross's defense live. We're yeah. gonna, we're going to go. We're going to yep. take the uh, yeah. We're going to take Padua, ma- the master Bateman. Yep. And you guys are a dollar forty-seven. I think that's a sound bet. You might be close to one of my certainties for the week. And I've got one question for you, Bob. Can we please go to Crown and spin the wheel? <laughs> spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. All right, doggies. Yeah, yeah, doggies comfortably. Sure. Um, actually, what am I saying? Swans over Hawks. Dollar oh eight. Oh wow! Oh, you missed a game. Oh, sorry, Dockers North. Yeah, Dockers North. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I expect the Dockers to bounce back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not tipping North this week. It's Fremantle for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had their... Uh, this is where young, inexperienced teams with new coaches do the... Yeah. They yeah. do the up and yeah. downs a little bit. But it's a roller coaster at times. This is also fascinating for North to see, see how they go over in Perth. Travel. Yeah. First, ta- first time under Clarkson. Let's see what they can do over there. Yep. Yeah. That's true. First time on a plane. Yep. Um, together. <laughs> what? Yeah. They take the boat to Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> sure of it. Yeah. But no, you're right. Like, for, yeah, they got to jump jump on the plane overseas. Over, overseas. <laughs> yeah, to oh, the Republic like of Western it. Australia. Might as well be. Yeah. Um, Dictator McGowan. <laughs> they got to go interstate with Clarko for the first time. And that Dockers team... The look on Justin Longmuir's face for most of the fourth quarter oh, was yeah. like, you pricks. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So he knew it. This is not a, oh, geez, I've got work to do. This is a, oh, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll sort it out next week. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. All right. Swannies, Hawks. That's Sydney smashed them, yeah, dude. Absolute sure thing at the yeah. SCG. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 50 to 60 plus. Yeah. Let's put a point margin on this yeah. one. Be precise. Oh, 40 plus. Take it to the bank. 40 plus. Yeah, take it to the I'm going to say 72 points. They're terrible Hawthorne men. They are, yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. 
But anyway, um, yep. first v, v 17th. Well, that sounds like a certainty, <laughs> doesn't it? Essendon uh, versus the Suns yeah, at Essendon, Marvel Stadium. Essendon for me. Yeah, I'll take us. Although, again, I, I've just said that North might be inconsistent because that's what young teams with new coaches do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we drop this game because Gold Coast need to respond. Yep. But I think we're going to play very good football at Marvel this year. Oh, yeah. Yep. On that smaller ground. Yep. After I saw our defense there in round one on the MCG, yep. I think that at Marvel it's going to look a bit better. And Brad, Brad, Brad's got uh, Coach North plenty of times on that ground. To Yeah, he knows Some nice success there too. He knows what's up. Yeah. And last game, Eagles v Giants. So the rare moment where we've got two games in the same weekend at Optus Stadium. Oh, this the is Perth true. footy fans are, um, yeah, they're treated to two games. Shock, shocking now, better matchups. I know, I know. And then they've got a derby the next week. Man, big couple of weeks at Optus Stadium. Yeah. That's great for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised this money line is actually that close. 205 to $1.80 for the Giants. Wow. Are the Giants $2? No, the Giants are $1.80. Oh, $1.80, okay. Yes, 205 for the Eagles. Yep. I'm I'm really interested by that. Mm. Giants just ground out a pretty grit, gritty win. Yep. Are we saying that the Eagles have... I mean, they've got a significant like home court advantage? No. Is it significant? They won two freaking games last year. Yeah. yeah. They looked rusty and ratchet they on the weekend. They lost by 100 points to Richmond at home. Hmm. 100 points at home. Look, the the Giants had the grit yeah. that people have been talking about Kingsley being able to d- deliver. Oh, we beat them by 100 points. They got beaten twice by 100 points at home. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Giants. Yeah, this one. Giants for me too, mate. Yep. Sorry I interrupted you there, Bob. I'll no. never do it again. Fucking pigs. Oh, fair, fair chance I will. There's anyone in my life that yeah. was guaranteed dollar yeah. one. Yeah. I know my dad my dad's name's Andy, but vice if, versa. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be shocked if his last name was Ma. Son of Ma. Yeah, son 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 of Ma. That's you. Anyway, um, yeah, that about wraps it up, yep. Yeah, that's it. I've yep. got nothing more to speak about this week. All right. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully your boys 2-0 and o start to the year and hopefully we get back on track ourselves. Oh, make sure you follow us on socials. We might get on the IG Live or something on the Saturday night. Yeah, I reckon. Get gassed up. Gassed up, yep. And we'll either see if Paddy's about to cry at the end yep. and if he's, if he's on the brink, we'll force the issue. <laughs> or I mean... <laughs> but if, if he's celebrating, there'll be us strolling towards Crown Casino to put it all on red. Yeah. Which will be great. I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one thing. I want to go home real fast if they win. <laughs> Being around that guy, fuck. <sighs> there was nothing better than last year. The last time screaming at the last fans. time we went to the footy, yeah. us three last year, <laughs> that hangover was big. Yeah, that was yeah. big. Yeah. Are you forecasting similar? I mean, I'm up for similar right now. It, it comes down <laughs> to you two. <laughs> I will have to get home to my wife at some point, but. I'm sure a few sherbets won't Yeah, I'll have straight. to coach 12-year-olds the next day. Yeah, pretend yeah. like I'm a regular yeah. human All being. Right. We'll have a curfew for sure. Enjoy your week in football, Bob. Thanks, mate.